Hey everybody and welcome to another H2O What You Missed. We're happy we're doing our second episode, so let's go ahead and dive right in with some announcements. The first one is that Sunday School is starting up this week with our electives. This will be the first week in our six-week rotation, so I hope you remembered what class you signed up for, but if you didn't, that's okay. We'll have folks out there to help you find your place. The next announcement is that our tailgate is coming up on September 30th. That's going to be at River Bluff. We're going to start at 5 before the game, and then we'll wrap up in time for everybody to get in and enjoy the game, cheer for whatever team, uh, Wildcats or Gators, wherever you'll be cheering. Uh, We'll have food, t-shirts, games, music, and just a lot of other stuff that's going to be a great time. So last week we started talking about creation, and we saw... God creating the heavens and the earth. And so at this point, they're both empty, and it's not exactly what we're used to seeing today, what we're used to thinking of today. But on the second day, God is going to start changing that, and he's going to start with heaven. So let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. And God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse, and it was so. And God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening and there was morning the second day. So here on the second day, God starts at the top. He begins with heaven, and if we think back to last week, that means he had to have a reason. Last week our word was sovereignty, and that means God's going into this with a plan. So I thought through all these different reasons of why God would start with heaven, and there were plenty of reasons, but two really stood out to me. And I really think that both of these reasons can be summed up in one phrase. God began with the heavens, creating the heavens, so that we would have something to focus on. Heaven gives us something to focus on, not only during this life, but also beyond this life. First, I want to talk about our focus on heaven beyond this life. So through the saving power of Christ, we have been granted access to heaven. That's the good news. That's the best news we could ever hear. Heaven is the home of God. It's free of sin. It's free of suffering. It's free of pain. It's free of sadness or any of those other things that make this world so bad. And throughout scripture, we're given glimpses of the splendor of heaven. For instance, Romans 8, 18 says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Heaven is something for us to look forward to, even though this world is full of hard things. No matter how bad things are here, they're going to be that many times better in heaven. Anybody can look around and see that this world is bad. But as Christians, we can also look heavenward with a hope that there is something better beyond this world. To give us an idea of what that is, what that better place beyond this world is, let's go to John chapter 14, verses 1 through 5. Jesus tells us, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again, and I will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in, in wanting to know specifics of what heaven will be like that we forget about the part of heaven that really matters. We get so busy asking what will and won't be in heaven and that we forget the important part here. We are going to be in God's home. And not only that, 
But Jesus is already making a place for us so that it will be perfect for us when we get there. I'm not going to lie to you. I have no idea what Jesus is doing for my preparation or for yours, but I can tell you one thing. It will be absolutely perfect. And not our worldly idea of the perfect room with a big TV and high-speed Wi-Fi and Netflix and a good couch to lounge on. Because when we get to heaven, none of those things will matter. What will matter is that we will be in the presence of God and that will beat anything I can binge watch on Netflix any day. Next is the idea that we have heaven to focus on during this life. Heaven is the home of God and it's where we can look to for our strength and our answers and all of those things that we continually seek. We see in Isaiah 40, 25 and 26, To whom then will you compare me that I should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who will bring out the host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. When we look to God, we see the Creator. We see his strength. We see his glory. We see his power. And we should take comfort in those things. Because we don't have strength. We don't have glory. We don't have power. But he does. And he loves and cares for us. There are stories all throughout Scripture about the power that can be found when we turn our eyes towards heaven. Uh, But one of my favorites is from my favorite Old Testament book, the book of Daniel, and it's the story of Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar is my favorite character in this book. He was a horrible king. He was proud. He was easily angered. He was wishy-washy. He was so many other bad things. But after he saw the power of God displayed through Daniel and his friends so many times, he would decide to honor God. He would proclaim God, but then he would just turn his back by the next chapter. And so God decided to humble him for that. God made him lose his mind and all of the fine things that he enjoyed as king. Until finally, Nebuchadnezzar looked to heaven and he understood. So let's read Daniel chapter 4, verses 34 through 37 to show you guys what happens. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven, and my reason returned to me, and I blessed the Most High, and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of earth, and none can stay his hand or say to him, What have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me, and for the glory of my kingdom, my majesty and splendor returned to me. My counselors and my lords sought me, and I was established in my kingdom, and still more greatness was added to me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, for all his works are right and his ways are just, and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. You see, by keeping our eyes focused on heaven, we can live life better here on earth. Just like Nebuchadnezzar turned his eyes to heaven and had everything restored to him and even more added to him once he recognized that God is the one in control. You see, when we have that hope for the future and continue to look to it day after day, we begin to bring a little bit of it into this world until that day in the end when heaven and earth go back to being one, when the expanse is removed and the world is made perfect because it will be one with heaven. That's all for this episode, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I hope that getting this glimpse into the heaven that God has created has been uplifting for you. 
check back in next week when I'll be talking about the creation of the land and the seas and the plant life on day three. Have a great week.